Hey everybody, welcome back to the second episode of our season. My name is Miguel and I'm one of the hosts on this podcast. Today, I will be joined by Corinne, Emily, and Miriam to talk to you about how we are working towards creating our own American dream. But before we dive in, we need you to do two things. First, follow our podcast channel wherever you are listening to us. Second, Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at SEO Scholars NYC. We greatly appreciate it. Lastly, stay till the end of this episode to hear the tip of the day. You don't want to miss it. I think it'll probably come in handy, but let's get to these questions. So there's a lot of ideas and concepts and different definitions of the American dream. So how would you define the American dream? Um... When I think of the American dream, I typically think of this outdated definition of um, like a family of four with a successful job. I always get this image of a white picket fence. So I feel like the American dream is used to determine patriotism. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like like how you were saying, I feel like the American dream is basically like this propaganda that America builds as like the free nation that they are, you know, like they're this free, this liberal, this this country that's meant for people that have dreams and ambitions to come and then it'll all come true, right? And so that's why I feel like um the typical American dream in my eyes is just how Karen was saying. It's like a nice stability white picket fence, suburbia, etc. However, personally, how I would define the American dream is more of a sort of an excuse for America to instill in its people, spreading this type of false idea that if you work as hard as like America tells you in terms of their corporations or companies, that someday you'll be able to accomplish that image of rich. But it's simply not true because there's so many things systemically implemented that will avoid you from doing so. And it's just that idea that America keeps perpetuating um, the American dream, the American dream and all its people. It's kind of sad to see how they sort of target the lower classes to believe in it. You know, it's all a joke. I mean, to me, I kind of agree on everything that you guys just said. It kind of builds on to my own definition of this American dream, because I think it's a joke. I think it's just like a ruse, a trick to kind of like trick people into getting into that mindset of, you know, grinding and working hard, all that hard labor and stuff. Because some of the people in between the poverty line and the middle class line, there's some people who never really do get to achieve that American dream. When I think of the American dream, I think of Marilyn Monroe for some reason, because she was very successful. She's white. She had it all. And to be honest, if I was in her era, I would want to be her because she had fame. She had money. She had a lavish house. And I feel like it's like dreamland. To me, that is the American dream. She had a perfect job, too. I think you're on to something. But that kind of helps us segue into this next question. I mean, it may be obvious or not to some people, but... Do you think the American dream is geared towards people who come from underrepresented and underserved communities? I really think that the American dream is geared towards people who come from underrepresented communities, mainly because as coming from a child that 
is from like an immigrant family, right? Like my mother came over. And so that whole idea of the American dream being used, I see that within my own Hispanic community, a lot of people come over to this country in terms of seeking better opportunities, better riches, better ambition. And that thought that America also spreads in other countries in terms of the fact that like if you come here, you're going to get rich or if you come here, you're going to get stability. I think it is a very common idea that is just spread. And so I feel like it is specifically towards people from underrepresented communities because it's giving them the idea that one day you'll be able to accomplish this. I want to disagree. From a person who's also come from an immigrant family, I actually disagree. I don't think that the American dream is geared towards people like us. Underrepresented, underserved, you know, people of color, people from different backgrounds. I don't think the American dream is for us. They say it's for us. They want to make you think it's for us, but it's not based on the way they treat us. Like, don't get me wrong. People from different places and stuff, they're able to like get opportunities in order to buy a house or buy property. The um, Many of these American things that, that the government makes some, some sort of tradition among citizens. So like owning stuff in America, you know, that's part of the American dream. But like I said, not everybody gets to achieve that. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the American dream is portrayed as a silver spoon for immigrants, but it's not. It presents America as the place where you come to get opportunities, but they don't tell you the struggles that are put in place to achieve that. I feel like all of the points made were true in some sense. Like when you're thinking about the American dream, it's all about like figuring out who it's geared towards, like figuring out the audience. So in some ways, the American dream can be geared towards um, people from underrepresented and underserved communities. But to think that um, people from these underrepresented and underserved communities have the same opportunities as like white counterparts is like very untrue because like people of color, for example, are going to try to get to the same positions as like their white counterparts. They're gonna have to work like 10 times harder to even get to the same place. So it's not equal. And I feel like when you hear the American dream, like one of the things you're supposed to think of is equality, but that's not true. That's not the case. It's not like our reality. That's exactly what I meant is like the fact that it's geared towards us because at the end, who's the people that are most likely going to be like not tricked? Well, yeah, you could say tricked and also intrigued by, but it's the fact that it's not real for us. Like it's not our reality. That's like what I meant in terms of the fact that we are the people who come here in search of opportunity. But then at the end of the day, do we get it? is no, like we don't get it. Like there's so many things systematically in place, whether it be because of your ethnicity, your race, your sexual orientation, etc. You're not gonna be able to achieve the same as like a white straight male in American society. And that is, I feel, the reason why so much like of a wealth gap and education gap exists simply because of these differences that we cannot control. I agree with you because if you think about the American dream, you have to think about your identity. Our identity, such as our gender or race, affects our opportunities because you have to think about how you can't access everything because of your identity.
I feel like we can see how the American dream kind of permeates into like the younger generations, like our generation, essentially. Well, personally, I'm not going to speak for everybody personally, but we see how our parents were basically brought in by the American dream and how it seems to affect us is in the way that I would say the education is the most prominent apart from like race, ethnicity and other experiences. In terms of education, we see how there's just this huge gap where if you come from a low income household, the probability is that you're not going to receive the same access of educational resources or just resources in general as like someone who attends private school or someone who is from a higher income neighborhood that genuinely gets like all these sports, all these clubs, all these opportunities, all these competitions. And I seem to really think about that difference, especially when I'm like applying for college even now. I just see how different it is. It's like my own accomplishments that I tried so hard into. And then you see how someone else basically got those all those opportunities from the resources that they already had. So I feel like in terms of having the opportunity to have SEO present for you and trying to eliminate that gap is just so important. Because I feel like SEO really helped me in terms of being able to have this enrichment opportunity in helping me like with that gap in terms of academics, in terms of like clubs, in terms of extracurriculars, which is just really, really nice. And so, yeah, what do you guys think about SEO playing that whole role in closing the academic and opportunity gap? To be honest... SEO does its best to do that, to close all those gaps and stuff. Every student that joins SEO has the opportunity to be able to go to college, to be able to afford the tuition, to be able to get all the the processes and stuff done, personal statements, you know, college research, college lists and stuff. This is all a long process, and SEO helps us do it equally. I think it's amazing that a program like SEO exists because there is such a large disparity um, with people of color and like their white counterparts, specifically in academics, especially with like public schools and private schools. I've heard that like what's considered an A in public schools is considered a, a lower grade in private schools. So with SEO and like enrichment opportunities, you get access to these opportunities that you may not have had otherwise. I feel like that's what attracted me to SEO, the fact that I would be given better opportunities because I can't afford private schools where they provide you lots of resources. So I needed something to help me better my future. I wanted to build a future for my family. And I think SEO is a great program because your families have sacrificed so much to help you. And I feel like if I have this opportunity where I can do the same, I would take it. Yeah, Marianne brought up a good point, which is it starts with us. So if we're getting the resources and education that we want and need now, it's going to help close the opportunity gap for future generations, allowing them to be more prosperous. This is important because many people of color come from underserved communities. And another opportunity that SEO provides is SAT prep during your junior year. And since I'm a junior, I am beginning this SAT prep officially this fall for free. So my family and I won't have to pay for this out of pocket. It's really beneficial to be in a program like SEO where I'm getting these resources for free. Yeah, I mean, I agree with all of this because... 
SEO helps level the playing field. So whatever work you have to do to get to college, they're there. All these resources SEO has to help the person out. And I think it gives us that sense of safety and equality. You know, there's a lot of people from different backgrounds, from different walks of life, different identities, but they're all here to do the same thing. Go to college, get a job, succeed, prosper. We all have the same common goal. And just going back also to what Curran was saying about like the SAT prep that SEO offers, SEO even tells you about like the history of, let's use like the SAT itself as an example, where if you really don't receive tutoring and we see like the statistics show that most likely kids who come from like a higher income background will like score higher on the SAT. And those disparities are something that you can't control, especially if you couldn't receive like a tutoring thing or you couldn't receive any type of instruction that genuinely helps. And so SEO is trying to like teach us also the background and history of these systems that were put in place and also be like, and this is why we want to help you. I feel like that's really important because it kind of reminds us that it's not our fault, you know, that we're here. And instead it's like, yes, you have these circumstances that will be very hard to get out of, but the whole point is that they're there to support you. The whole point is that they're there to try to get you out because at the end of the day, we are the generation that has to create change. And like how I said before, for other generations to come after us to genuinely receive that, um, receive more opportunity, receive more resources that we couldn't have. And so that's like the whole point is to create the cycle of endless opportunity rather than like a cycle of poverty that never stops. I think we talked about SEO, about how it helps out the students, no matter what background they're from. But then what happens right after, right after high school, right after that college process is done, you're already an adult. And you want to achieve the American dream. We all have different versions of that. So what's your version of the American dream? I guess my version of the American dream is to have a successful business where I can live comfortably. I want to be able to have a peaceful life with my family with a stable job where I can afford the things to take care of my family. I want my future kids to have more resources than me. I don't want my family to struggle. My version of the American dream isn't necessarily tied to the word American, but for my dream, I want to be able to give back to the communities that have helped me throughout my life. Um, And I want to be happy and not only happy, but like passionate about what I'm doing, because I've heard that like a lot of people who end up with their dream job aren't necessarily happy. So I want to be content with life, whatever that looks like. I feel the same way. I feel like my version of the American dream isn't necessarily tied around the idea of like American and like the typical American dream we already see. It's more like how Corinne was saying, like, I kind of want to give back to the community that helped me grow into the person that I am. And also like that helps me um, get into the position that I want. Like what I want is stability and being able to do something that I am passionate about. So it would be really nice to have that, you know. I'd like to add on to what Corinne said about giving back to the community because I love to create programs similar to SEO. I want future generations to have more opportunities like ours. I want them to pursue their goals and dreams. I want to create. I want to get money for creating. My personal interests are in design, like environmental design or graphic design. 
both of which make good money just because of the high demand in people that they need to work in those positions. And I'm interested in that. And it just seems like a perfect match. And I feel like I'm going to be happy in that job. Like, I don't just want to rot away in an office or work inside of like a environment that doesn't respect me. <laughs> like, I want to have the financial, physical and mental freedom. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, a big part of like, I guess what I can see our version of the American dream is essentially very community based. And I think that's just a value that we learned like from SEO, um, from our own like environments. And so it's just in general, I feel like a big part of it is we're trying to become the change that is able to build a better future. And so I just want to thank you all for tuning into this episode and learning about how we are creating our version of the American dream with the support of SEO scholars. As mentioned in our first episode, if you're interested in joining some of our fun events and also starting our SEO scholars application, please visit our website at www.seoscholarsrecruitment.com. Also, remember that it's not too late to work towards your own version of the American dream. It's about taking action now to make it a reality. Thanks for listening and we'll catch up to you on the next episode.